Hey everyone, the It's All Journalism team wanted to remind you that we have an email newsletter where you can get all the latest news about our podcast. Go to our website, itsalljournalism.com, and follow the link to subscribe. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. You know, we saw these great success stories across other newspapers, and we want to test them out too. The great thing is they were teaching us the importance of testing. Many local newsrooms continue to struggle with sustainability. This week, I talked to two people representing a pair of large legacy newspapers that leveraged the lessons they learned in the Google News Initiative's Ad Transformation Lab to find new revenue streams to help them continue serving their diverse audiences. I'm Michael O'Connell. Welcome to It's All Journalism. Will Medina is the Director of Sales and Marketing at Prensa, Arizona, the state's largest independently owned Spanish newspaper. And Dana M. Peck is Director of Digital Solutions at The Afro, the oldest African-American family-owned newspaper in the U.S. Both Will and Dana participated in the Google News Initiative's Ad Transformation Lab program, and they're here to tell us about that experience and how their newspapers benefited. Will and Dana, welcome to It's All Journalism Podcast. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for having us. Okay. So let's start with you, Will. You know, tell me a little bit about your background. How did you how'd you get interested in, in marketing? How'd you end up at Prenza, Arizona? So it's a little bit of a funny story. I really wasn't going into the sales. I come from a PR and marketing background from agency. I spent six and a half years in an agency, a multicultural agency before I joined Prensa. I was looking for a change of pace after um, leaving the agency. And I really was only coming on board for a transitional period for Prensa. Um, they were going through a new brand and new change of the paper. And so I came on just temporary. I was only going to be on for a few weeks was really my only intention. And then it kind of blossomed into almost now three years being at the, at the newspaper. I fall in love with, with this industry. It's such an important piece. It's such an important piece for our community, for the state, especially having an independent voice in Arizona, especially for the Latino community. And so I just fell in love with, with the news industry and really in what the important piece it does serve here in the community, especially here in Phoenix. That's not really a funny story. That's actually a rather sweet and nice story that, that people don't always get, you know, things turn out in such a, a positive way. So I'm glad that that's happened for you. How about you, Dana? What, you know, tell me about your experience. How'd you get involved in the Afro? How'd you get involved in journalism? Yes. Well, just as like I'm married into becoming a Baltimore Ravens fan, I'm married into the Afro-American newspapers. My husband is the great-great-grandson of the founder who founded the paper almost 130 years ago. And fortunately, I've been able to translate my skills in technology to working with the Afro. I own a um, small tech business, so I was able to run the uh, digital services area for the Afro. How would you define digital services particularly? This covers social media, our role with advertising, also our digital subscriptions, our website, and managing our interns that run those areas. Okay. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to sort of get a define that term so so I'd understanding what you're doing. You sort of touched on the roles that your different newspapers have in your community. You know, certainly the Afro has been around so long. It must be a fixture in the community. Tell me what is, you know, what's the Afro's mission? Who's its audience? What type of publication is it? We are a weekly print newspaper, also with a strong presence on social media and our website. And when the paper was founded, 
It was founded with the intention to creating a platform to offer images and stories of hope because before then, can you imagine like people didn't know that black people got married or got promotions or anything like that. There was not a venue or a platform for that to be shared. And so our goal is to provide good, good news about the African-American community that's not otherwise found in other news outlets. And so our articles may take mainstream stories and present them in a way that offers a voice and a perspective from our African-American lens. Same question for you, Will. Tell me about Prenta, Arizona's you know, place in, in the community. Yeah, so Prenta, Arizona was started back in 1993. So it's been in the community for almost over 30 years now. Started by a couple, uh, Manny and Letty Garcia, back in the 90s, there really wasn't any Spanish independent news out there during that time. And so they were a really important piece to really define and really give another option to the Spanish speaking community. Our audience is non-acculturated immigrants. We like to say we have the pulse of the community because we are in the community. We also have a shifting demographic with the bilingual speakers as well too. So it's it's really just making sure that the Spanish-speaking community has a voice, an independent voice. And now from a business perspective, because you're both sort of on the business side and the marketing side of the, of the building, what particular challenges do uh, publications like yours that are serving an immigrant audience, uh, a Spanish-speaking audience, or even you know, in the case of the Afro, an African-American audience, what sort of business challenges do they face? So we're a free newspaper. We are, we're offering, we're a free uh, publication to the community. We always wanted to be a free publication, especially Latinos, I mean, um, with the demographics and the income levels. But the business challenge that we really face is we're a small newsroom. I'm a salesperson of one person. So I think just being strapped and wearing so many different hats and things like that. So you really have to make sure that your, your time is being used in the appropriate time, but also we have a small news news team as well too. So that was really the challenging part is really just keeping, making sure that we're staffed and just making sure everyone has, is really working as a team because we're just so small. So a lot of times someone will help out in the sales side, someone will help with the circulation side, things like that too. So really it's the main challenge is just we're small. And so how do we streamline different avenues and ways and find other revenues of income, which is like monetizing that we're going to talk about later. So that was really the big challenge is really how do you keep going with such a small team? How about you, Dana? What can you say about the business challenges that the, the Afro faces? I totally agree with Will. It's a capacity issue. We have the, the energy and the talent, but it's the capacity. We're wearing multiple hats. I'm a board member as well. I post on social. I'm a host on some of our live programming. We're wearing multiple hats and with competing priorities, we have to manage that. And fortunately, we were getting some additional technical assistance through this GNI program to help us push forward. It's great to hear that you're able to get some sort of support through GNI because obviously, as you described it, you're you certainly both have got vital missions. You're serving underserved audiences, perhaps. And so tell me about, you know, the GNI initiative. How did you find out about it? What did you hope to get out of it? Let's start with you, Dana. We're members of a couple of news associations. And so often they share opportunities for newsrooms. And we came across this opportunity and we, we just had to take it. 
it offered an opportunity not just to learn, but to learn alongside partner news organizations so we can we can go through this together, commiserate together and find our best practices. So it was something I was really excited about. We have a very team atmosphere at the Afro, so kind of mimic that, but with combining that with this specialized technical assistance, we just saw it as a win-win for everyone. And how about you, Will? We found out through, again, we're, we're part of association, the National Association of Hispanic Publications. And so Google has partnered with uh, some few associations and this was their pilot program. And so we saw it and we said, you know what, there's, there's no better opportunity to learn from the best. I mean, they're the best in the tech world right now. And so there was no starting point for us where we need to start somewhere. And so this was a perfect stepping stone that we really needed. And to learn from the best has been an opportunity of a lifetime. How long did the, the program last? Was it something that I assume it's something you probably did remotely? We did. We did it remotely. And it's hard for me to remember because we still have a connection with our coach. It seems like we're still going because it it didn't stop with the lab. I think it officially, maybe it was six months, but unofficially, we have the relationship with the coaches and the consulting teams and you know, this relationship with Will and others that we created during the lab is still going. So really, I don't feel like it's ending because we also got a lot of homework too. You know, it's a lot of things we wanted to implement. You know, we saw these great success stories across other newspapers and we want to test them out too. The great thing is they were teaching us the importance of testing and, you know, not to be afraid of testing different things to see what works for our newspaper. So in addition to testing, what, what type of things were you learning? What, what ideas did they give you to do? I was going to chime in a little bit too. So we actually also were able to, we, they had us meet once a week and we met with our cohort, which was a mix of both black and Latino publications. And so we, we were able to really talk through one of our challenges what's happening right now. And then the next week we would have a, just an open session of questions, what's going on, things like that. So we were able to talk through those as well too. But the program was really geared towards just starting from the scratch. I remember the first lesson was just learning what banner ads were and what the placement words on the website. You'll read through each lesson each week. You go in, learn. There's articles that they accompanied with it as well, too. So it was everything from what a banner ad is to Google Analytics, learning how to read data and things like that, too. Dana, I know that we also did a lot of like homework as well, too, as she mentioned. They would have us go and um, do some homework and then we would come back and discuss that as well, too. It sounds like, you know, they had things to teach you and, and skills to offer you. But I guess, did the class sort of bring their problems, you know, with them? You know, we can't do this or, or we try this and it's not working or we can't identify what the fix will be. It was that part of the, the learning process. Yes. Like, for example, SEO, search engine optimization. We have a, a large social media following and then saw a drop in our views to our website. And so we shared about that. And so we learned more about SEO and the way of when we post an article on our site, how to use keywords. Now, I was participating in this lab, but I did not have editorial representation. So I consulted with my coach and he met with me and our editorial team. And we actually walked through, had a practical meeting step-by-step step how to use this this plugin on our WordPress site to optimize our SEO. And so it wasn't just me telling editorial, hey, I just learned this in class, let's do this. He was walking alongside us and showing us, and he was also a publisher, 
just really helpful that he's been in our shoes. And so he was able to walk us through that problem so we could see it. We identified an issue. He helped us identify this plugin and a solution and then helped us work through it. And so as a result, we were able to improve our workflow and our SEO. In addition to SEO, what other types of things did you learn? I mean, we learned best practices. I think that was the biggest one for us, especially our website really had no kind of best practices when it came to reporting back. We were never reporting back to clients, like how many impressions and and how many click-throughs and things like that too. So that was a big one, making sure that the foundation of the website from the beginning, so making sure that your WordPress, everything is running smoothly when it comes to user experience. That's another one we also learned about as well too. So it was really just making sure best, I think the best thing that we got was best practice and making sure that you're implementing best practices throughout your plan. It sounds like a lot of it is really sort of changing your approach or the way you look at, I don't know, I guess your website, but also your audience and how you're communicating with them. And then what sort of fixes that you can, you could make to, you know, doing things differently. You know, I, I know that Dana just said that you had that training on SEO with your staff. How was the sort of buy-in uh, for each of your, your websites? Were staff members, were they receptive? Did they take the guidance? Did they adopt some of these practices? What's interesting is that, like I mentioned, we have a collaborative environment at the Afro, but we're also all doing multiple things. So this was another layer that I was asking of editorial and the of the staff member that places our articles on the website. But when we were able to demonstrate the impact that it could make, then people bought in. So even though they weren't a part of the lab, they were able to realize the benefits of it. And so what we did weekly we would meet in the lab, but then also I would report to our staff meetings. And so we kept that kind of communication open. So they already knew that they'd be prepared, that there'll be some additional items that we'd be implementing. How about you, Will? How receptive was this, the staff to some of these ideas that you were bringing? I think at first, as you know, a lot of the older generation, it's just a big learning curve for them, especially when it comes to digital marketing. And I think once they saw the results, that's when they kind of said, okay, let's start implementing more. Let's let's change up the website. We have a phase three for our website coming up soon as well, too. So really you have to just make, you have to show them the results. And once they see those results, they buy in. Also, it saved time on a report on our graphic designer. There's no more having our designer putting up banner ads anymore. We just do that through Google Ad Manager now. So that has saved us a lot of time as well too. So they have definitely bought in after you really just show the progress and really the value that it brought. What do you think has been the mo- most valuable thing that you've you've seen results will in the things that you've implemented? I think just number one is monetizing. We never really were monetizing our website. It's now monetizing. I like to say it's making money while we sleep because it's monetizing around the clock. We really don't have to do anything. It's all through ad AdSense. So they're they're bidding on, on the ads and things like that too. So I think that was the biggest one is now we can monetize our website. The website was more like, okay, it's just an added value. Let's just post our articles once a week on Thursdays. But now how do we make those cohesive work together? And now we're offering digital. Now we're getting direct buys. Now, thankfully, our digital has gone up a thousand percent since last year. So I think that was the biggest thing is we were able to monetize and now we have another revenue stream coming in to the paper. Which I guess in some way would probably help 
some people <laughs> who, are, who are in the ad sales end of the business, maybe that's going to help them a little bit so that they can pursue other types of opportunities now that they have this other revenue stream. So Dana, the, the same sort of thing. I mean, is there anything that you've, you've implemented that you've seen has been really successful? Similar to Will, prior to the lab, we were not, we didn't have the capability of offering programmatic ads. And so that has been a huge difference implementing and adding the Google Ad Manager. Now we're able to court national advertisers. We ended the year with a six-figure deal and we wouldn't have been able to do it had we not had that platform. But I think also in addition to being able to have that platform, it uncovered many of our shortcomings and you don't know what you don't know. And so me running digital in isolation from advertising, I learned so much about ad revenue and I didn't realize how much support that I could provide to them to help get them to you know, the next level. And so it's just, it's been a, quite a blessing to be able to be around this team and to learn alongside our, our colleagues and to get this kind of technical support. You said a couple of times that your newsroom is very collaborative and people are, are wearing lots of, lots of different hats and doing things. You know, sometimes newsrooms can get really, you have closed off sections where nobody in editorial is talking to anybody in ads or, or on the digital side, everything's their own little fiefdom. But, you know, here you bring something that's, you know, beneficial. You bring your point of view and your ex expertise to help them and make their job a little easier. That's a win for everybody. You know, what would you tell to somebody who... You know, you're, you're not unique newsrooms. There are lots of newsrooms out there like the Afro and Prenza, Arizona. What would you say to those newsrooms about pursuing something like the Google News Initiative and changing the way that you do things? You have to really make a commitment to this lab and be open-minded and involve all the areas of the newsroom and recognize that you're going to it's going, it's going to reveal your shortcomings. So you have to have thick skin too. You know, you have to be very transparent and just be in a place where you're receptive to this guidance. When you are, you'll realize some great results. You know, my experience when you implement something new and it works and there's a lot of buy-in, that sort of creates a a feeling in the newsroom that, you know, oh, maybe we're open to new ideas here. Maybe we can try even something that we haven't even considered because, you know, we didn't have this, you know, monetization model going in. Did you either get a sense, either you get a sense that the people in the newsroom understand that this is not something that's just, you know, oh, this is an extra task I've got to do, but, it, you know, this type of thinking is a way to, to other more interesting, maybe even more beneficial things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we've seen it in our reporters, especially they see the importance of updating the website. We like to try to get a story out every hour because it's an important piece to make sure that we're pushing out content. So they know the important piece of the website should really come first and then the printed will come because they know that the website eventually is going to take the lead piece, which I tell people too a lot of the times is you need to make sure you're not getting left behind because if Five years from now, if your digital is not up to speed, then it's just, it's going to be a big, heavy lifting for you. That's for sure. I think you've given us a lot of things to think about. I think especially from a, a marketing and business and ad sales standpoint, you know, that's something that a lot of newsrooms are struggling with, large and small. So I'm glad that you guys were able to find a solution that seems to be working well for you, the Google News Initiative. Will and Dana, thank you for being on the podcast. 
Thank you for Thank having you us. Thank you so much, Michael. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the people who make the news. You can find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. While you're visiting our website, sign up for the It's All Journalism newsletter. You'll get all the latest info about our podcast, including episode notes and news about live events and upcoming interviews. Go to itsalljournalism.com to subscribe. Speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere good podcasts are found. If you'd like to help us grow our podcast, like and share our episodes on social media. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It takes a lot of people to create an episode of It's All Journalism. Nicola Grisco produced this episode. Amber Healy wrote our web content. Nick Capre wrote our theme music. Emilio Brust helped with our booking. Steph Thomas is our social media manager. And I'm your host, Michael O'Connell. Thanks for listening. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.